Hi everyone, this is Jack and thanks for tuning in and downloading today's episode. As we embrace 2021, Monica and I just wanted to say thank you for all your continued support and great feedback. Please don't forget to sign up for our mastermind group at visualwow.com mastermind. The content continues to grow. You can often catch live events as well as sign up for online portfolio reviews with either Monica or myself. Again, thanks for all your support. And now, on with today's episode. Next up on Visual Wow. This is a fantastic time to be thoughtful about what you want to turn back on. The skills that I have and the experience and the people that I love, how can I help them? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Welcome back, Visual community. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host, and very excited to introduce Hope Katz Gibbs today, president and founder of Incandescent Inc., a national PR and publishing company that she launched in 2008. You can find that at incandescentpr.com. And like everything else we do, all the exciting information from today's episode will be available in the show notes. Hope, thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Jack. I'm thrilled to be here. Um, full disclaimer, I kept seeing your name going across my LinkedIn feed and you just kept having very exciting things that actually drew my attention to clicking on them. I dated a girl named Faith Katz when I was in high school and she had a cousin named Hope and it was when we used to go to Redskin games when Joe Gibbs was our coach. So you are like my whole world coming together in one person and I'm so excited to, uh, I wish I had met you when you were in DC. Now you're in New Mexico. Let's talk about all the cool things that you are invited or all wrapped up in happy to yeah i'm thrilled i'm thrilled to be here in new mexico i thoroughly enjoyed my time in dc but that came to an end about six years ago and i moved to richmond to open up a new office for incandescent and then things happened in my life i got divorced um, my kids grew up and i thought i'm ready for a new adventure so two summers ago i applied to graduate school and got into three programs and choose the one, chose the one that was furthest away in uh, Claremont, California, about 30 miles east of LA, and went to study positive psychology. Another fascinating experience, completely unexpected how it played out. But a year later, I found myself in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, I had two roommates who were also grad students in their early 20s, and they were so lovely. They they're like, Hope, we, we need to make sure you're okay. And they kept paying the rent. They had gone home to their families in March. And by June, I was like, ladies, I cannot make you do this anymore. So I have a good friend here in Las Cruces, New Mexico, a magnificent, amazing woman named Cynthia DeLorenzi, who I was friends with for years when we were both um, growing our small businesses in Washington, D.C. And she's, I was talking to her on the phone. She's like, come on down. And so um, pretty much in one day, I found a house to rent. Rented a, a U-Haul truck. My son was living with me at the time, and we piled everything in. My roommates gave me all their furniture. So me and a three-bedroom house drove down to Las Cruces, New Mexico. Cynthia and I have since partnered on my Incandescent Women Project. Um, this month, we're launching our 2021 What's Next journal. Every month is 40 pages of interactive, fun stuff to heal you. And so, yeah, life is good. 
Well, I, I think your your story, how you got there and what you are doing is really very, very exciting and interesting. And as you know, the Visual Out podcast really lends itself or gears itself towards a focus on the live events industry. And I just felt like the things that you are doing in PR and 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 the fine line between PR versus marketing and and really what you're doing for for women in general from a health and wellness standpoint as well as just from a, an entrepreneurial business standpoint I really so much of the event industry is owned and run by women um, my partner included as being my wife, um, who unfortunately can't be with us on the broadcast today. But hey, I surround myself with strong women and it looks like you're doing great stuff for them as well. Uh, let's talk a, like how that became your focus to, to make almost a whole nother division of your company based on women and health and wellness. I'll tell you, I've, you know, since I started my career as a reporter, my first job was in Morgantown, West Virginia, and then I went and worked at the Miami Herald Um and I always was like, where are the women? You know, let's write about the women. So I actually ended up winning writing awards about these articles that I've written about these wonderful, amazing human beings, right? And most men get the spotlight. Um, sometimes it's because women don't promote themselves or because, um, you know, they, they're, just, they're, they're running their business as opposed to promoting it. And more and more women are starting, have been starting their own businesses in the 35 years I've been a reporter. Um, so I've always had a focus on it. And then um, in 2001, after 9-11, I, you know, like everyone, I was freaked out. So I asked myself, like, what are the few things I want to do? right? If life were to end this week, what would, what would I want to do? So I started making jewelry, um, candles, and um, thought I could turn this little craft business into something bigger. So I created Great Handmade Gifts. Uh, this story has, has an end point. <laughs> I created Great Handmade Gifts to represent- you had me at candles and jewelry and, <laughs> and New Mexico that came from West Virginia. And somewhere in between those two, mm-hmm. I had a feeling you'll pull it together. I'm going to pull it together, just like a good story, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I started Great Handmade Gifts and, and went around and asked other crafters if they'd like to be represented on my website that I was building. And this was like early building websites, right? So um, eventually we built GreatHandmadeGifts.com and I started selling stuff and someone found me, my beeswax candles. It was this fantastic, amazing group in D.C. called Aura run and um, it's a Jewish group and they were having a luncheon at the ambassador from Columbia's house in DuPont Circle. And they said, there'll be a hundred women here. Would you make Shabbat candles for them? Which is basically what my candles look like. They're hand-rolled beeswax Shabbat candles. And for those who are not of the tribe, as mm-hmm. as Hope and I are, Shabbat candles are a traditional symbol. Uh, 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 what do you call that? I guess a religious uh device that we use on Friday night before the Sabbath, uh, before the Sabbath falls to start the beginning of the Sabbath and on with our show. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Actually, women around the world, Jewish women around the world, all light candles together at the same time, depending on time zones, on Friday night. It is this most magical, mystical experience. So that was how they were using the candles. And so I said, of course, I will make them for you. And I would love to come to the luncheon. So I was there. And at the time I was living in the exurbs of DC and um, it was pretty much a Stepford community. And I was odd woman out, you know, they didn't like me. I wasn't really crazy about them. And, you know, 
to create something new. I, I was just so starved for creative, powerful women. And here I was in this beautiful mansion um, surrounded by all these phenomenal women. Hadassah Lieberman was the keynote speaker. There was a Holocaust survivor. Fran Drescher was there. It was really impressive. And I went home the next day, you know, and I said to my husband, I said, I have to start the Truly Amazing Women blog and feature these women. So I started Truly Amazing Women as an LLC and since then have written about hundreds and hundreds of women. And it just started to make sense to turn it into an interactive magazine where we were doing more videos and um, podcasts. And so it wasn't just the writing. So Incandescent Women was born in 2018. And every month we have another fascinating woman on the cover. And, you know, Cynthia and my are What's Next journal we, we feature a woman of the month about what's next in her field. So January is Dr. Karen Iverson, who is here in Las Cruces, and she's giving us thoughts about what's next in the pandemic. Next month, February, we just interviewed Laverne Gordon, who runs the Love Life Now Foundation out of Massachusetts, and she is determined to stop domestic violence. She came from the island of Trinidad and actually grew up in an abusive house and then got into an abusive relationship. And she won two beauty pageants back to back. And Love Life Now was her, you know, what was she was presenting. And she turned it into a nonprofit. And now we're just so thrilled to feature her and the work she's doing. And the list goes on and on. I mean, it's just what women are doing is just so incredibly powerful. And it's such an honor to bring them together under one umbrella. And my ultimate goal, Cynthia and I both, is to network them so that they can keep doing it and support them. So this year, we'll be launching a whole bunch of online community opportunities for people to join us. We're going to create, uh, Cynthia is like an idea generator. <laughs> um, she's like, we should create the What's Next Journal Club and bring women together to talk about this. I'm like, uh, we're on. <laughs> and, and she wants to create the Itty Bitty Mini Conference where women... For 30 minutes, a woman pitches her big idea to to our listeners. So, pretty cool. So, I, I think the journey and how you got to that is amazing. And you seem incredibly focused on the what and the why. I'm going to ask you to help me. We're going to get into your books and your different websites. And you really have enough channels that we could be talking about this until the cows come home. <laughs> um, and which is, or in your case, what do you call it? As the, as the cactus grows in New Mexico. <laughs> Um, but, but one of the reasons that I wanted you to come onto the show was, was that our events community, as I mentioned, is, is, uh, heavily female owned and our industry since about two months ago, when the word vaccine showed up in the media, our industry has begun to show a little bit of life. Now, unfortunately it's booking life. It's not performing life. Um, but, but the reality is that our businesses are going to turn back on in the next six to 18 months. And, and as things ramp up, we're about to go through all of us. I don't care if you're a photographer like myself or a caterer or a florist or a valet parker or a venue owner or a venue manager. You're, everything is about to turn back on. And, and I mean, I've been in the game for many decades and the thought of starting over again, the thought of turning that machine on is very scary to me because everyone is out of practice. And I mean, out of practice from how you do paperwork to how you write a contract to how you perform your task. Everybody is, is really, no matter how, how confident or even arrogant we might be that, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years, I can, I can do it again. 
Yeah, you can, maybe. But getting your machine to work again, we've all figured out, or most of us have figured out a way to putter along at 20% and not hemorrhage money every single day. But for the next couple of years, we're going to all have to operate at like 40, 50, 60%. And that's going to be really difficult. And it's going to be very expensive. And women have a tendency to, to really think that through much better than men do. Men, we, we put on our helmets and we just plow through the front door and say, hey, I'm here. Let's do it. And we'll figure out the problems when we get to it. And, um, and so you have a very clear definition um, and yes, there is construction going on in my home office, and we're just going to run right through that too. I, I think that we all, we all need an avenue of focus when it comes to how to turn our machines back on, be it through PR, be it through marketing, be it through direct advertising or whatever it might be. And I think your angle about PR is really a valid one and how it differentiates from marketing per se. And, and so how about a little bit of angle of, of what PR can do for a startup business or a business starting back up, not a startup business, but, but the real fears about, about turning the machine back on and, 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 how, and how really good PR, the rules behind PR can help people get back up on their feet. Yeah, you know, I think of it as the gifts of the pandemic, how it's really helped people focus, refocus. We ask ourselves, everyone I speak with it, you know, what what does my life mean? What do I want? What do I need? Right? So I think... To me, business is a very spiritual experience, right? You meet yourself every day. You're like, all right, how am I going to make this thing work? And and we redefine what it is that is, you know, when we own a small business, we're nimble because we can keep it going um, in different ways. So for me, it's been this remarkable opportunity to go deep into what I truly want to do with the rest of my life at 56. You know, what the skills that I have and the experience and the people that I love, how can I help them more? So I think in answer to your question, this is a fantastic time to be thoughtful about what you want to turn back on, right? So you're, you really think through your business. And so in the 2021 What's Next journal, we're giving away the December issue that, uh, to launch it off. So it, uh, it's 40 pages as a PDF. So anyone that wants to you send me an email, hopecatsgibbs at gmail.com, and I'll send it to you because in it, we describe how to create a vision board, right? So I don't think this is a quick answer to your question, but it's, you know, when I wrote PR Rules, the playbook, this 200-page book that's in my hand that sells, still sells pretty well on Amazon since 2014, um, it, we talk about the eight steps to PR success and what you need to do and how you need to be strategic and thoughtful, right? So that's my idea for it to answer your question. Create a vision board. And down the right-hand side, right, on the paper, on the right-hand side, put your biggest, hairiest goal. What do you want? What do you want to accomplish? And then, you know, cut pictures out of magazines for that, that vision of your future, and just kind of meditate on it or draw pictures or colors or lists or whatever it is that will help you envision it. And then you start to work backward. What are the steps I need to take that will get me there, right? And then you see when you're finished with this beautiful poster that you have a map, a roadmap on how to get to where you want to go. So in terms of PR, you know, what I've done since 2008 is slowly create all the opportunities for people to show up where they are. 
So I, I use the metaphor of, um, I study the Kabbalah, which is ancient Jewish mysticism, which is really how I'm a Jew. You know, I really... Well, you know, you know Madonna did that too, and that's, and that's how she kept her career going as well. Well, the Kabbalah is just fascinating. And, you know, I, who doesn't love Madonna, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, I've been studying it for a long time. And so in, I, I envision it like a staircase, right? So where are you on the steps? right? So, Moses, Buddha, Gandhi, you know, they're all talking to God. They're at the top. And then the people at the bottom who really need a lot of rules, right? So, envisioning where when someone comes to me, I kind of want to see where they are so I can meet them there. And I imagine where they are on the staircase. And then with Incandescent, I've built these different opportunities. I call them, you know, buckets so that people, we can match them where they are and we can help them get to the next place. You know, when I I started the company, as you said, in 2008. And by 2011, I had a whole bunch of clients, mostly professional services companies in, uh, in the metro DC area. And they were all like, you know, they didn't know what PR was. They would, you know, I'd get them in the news and they'd be like, but no one called. And I'd say, because that's PR, right? PR is throw, it's the fireworks, throw it up, but you have to catch the embers or else it's just a pretty memory. And if you want sales, that's a different deal right? That's a marketing strategy and a sales strategy. So, I ended up writing this book that talks about the difference between PR, marketing, social media, advertising, and sales, right? Those are the five biggies. And of course, everyone wants sales. So, the question is, what is PR? What does it do for you? What is marketing? And so, that's how the 200-page book got took form and took shape. And um, uh, Kathleen McCarthy, who is a dear friend of mine, sat with me, literally sat with me as we wrote the book. And then my ex-husband designed and illustrated it, Michael Gibbs. It's absolutely beautiful. It's this, on the cover, it's this colorful bouquet, which is a departure from a lot of the work he was doing. He's kind of monotone, blues and browns. And so he created for me this beautiful bouquet, which actually has become the signature for Incandescent. We took a different color flower, and that's the banner on each of our different products, our different websites. So, those are the opportunities that I've created. So, Incandescent Radio, we host podcast shows, and this year it's just exploded. We're doing almost a show a day. So, people buy in. That's their PR. They can buy one show a month, two, three, four, however many they want, and it scales depending on, on that. And I have a podcast editor and a video editor. Uh, Incandescent TV, uh, I launched Incandescent Radio in January of 2013, and I launched Incandescent TV that, that year as well so that we could start creating videos uh, for our clients. And we, there are hundreds of them up there. My video editor, Nelson Benavides, is just fantastic. Um, he has done most of them. And then my podcast editor, Brandy Wilsker, is also fantastic. So we, we all work together to promote our clients. Um, Incandescent TV, I'm so proud to say it gets about 2,000 views um, a week, which is so cool to me, you know. And increasingly, we have more and more subscribers. Um, so those are the two products. And then Incandescent Women is a website that features women. Incandescent Health and Wellness um, is beincandescent.com. And that's a magazine I started for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs in January of 2010. But then I just decided, you know, I have evolved. I became a yoga teacher. Um, I studied Kundalini yoga and Yin yoga. I'm a massage therapist forever. Um, I became a Reiki master. Um, I just finished my Martha Beck Life Coach training, and I really feel like people now 
need a grounding and a healing. So I transformed also in 2018 being candescent.com into the business of mind, body, spirit, and soul. We're all heart. And it's amazing how many of the articles that we had written in the initial version of Being Candescent, which is still live um, at incandescentmagazine.com, that fit into the mind, body, spirit, soul. So there's about 1,600 articles on that in the back end of that magazine that people can search. And then our clients get featured in them, and that and that gets them bumped up and so uh, on the search engine optimization because we're so prolific, and we're doing what the search engines ask you for, creative good content that's original and constantly being updated. So, you know, we, we bake in the strategies without the tricks on what's needed to get our clients more visibility. And then, you know, I just brainstorm with them. An amazing woman named Angela Mitchell just came to us. Um, I started the Black Lives Matter radio show with my friend in DC, Tony Farmer, who is a diversity expert. And every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, we interview a, a different person from that community who, so we can help them raise their voice. And Angela started an organization called Case Management. She works with the federal government to do IT stuff. And in her heart, she wanted to help kids, Title I kids especially, learn how to code computers, you know, teach a, teach a child to fish. <laughs> so um, Angela's come on in a, as a client and she had a book in her that she needed help getting out of her. So I created a step-by-step -step plan and I coach her through it. And then we're going to start publishing it on our new website that's coming this year, Incandescent Publishing. So we have these websites and people go, you'll do so much. Do you ever sleep? I'm getting, <laughs> seriously, I'm breaking a sweat and I'm just trying to keep up with you here because you've got, I mean, I thought I did a lot and, and I can't believe how many hands uh, you have and how many different cookie jars. Well, people say that, right? And I do sleep a lot, actually. <laughs> um, and I'm good to myself. I've really learned self-care, right? I know when I need to stop and when I need to take a break and when I need to take a walk or, you know, whatever I need to do to take care of myself. And my answer when people say that to me is always, I'm doing the same exact thing throughout all of it. I'm helping people raise their voice, increase their visibility. I'm giving them platforms, right? So I have a team of 12. I don't do this all by myself. Um, I manage it all, but I have a partner in everything from our, our new, I just hired a new social media director who's going to be amazing, uh, Gregory Wright in, in LA. Um, we're going to launch the Mr. Wright show for him so he can offer a social oh, media. Great like play on names. Great. Yeah, Love that. Amazing. Yeah, he's fantastic. So, so it's interesting that if, I, I hope I'm not going to misquote this. One of your one of your uh, guiding lights is a lesson that I learned as a photographer um, more than 30 years ago. My mentor Monty Zucker taught me that to create a beautiful portrait, you have to see it before you start. Right, um, so you have to see the picture, and then back up, put your camera in place, set your lights, and then pose the subject. And and then the hardest part as a professional photographer is when you see it and it doesn't look right, don't take the picture. Go fix it. You know, in, in athletics, we, we always hear, know where the finish line is so that you know where the starting line is. You, you know how, you know where you're going to, you have to know where, where you're coming from. And, and it sounds like you've made a lot of those same type of directional things with the vision board and, and, and helping people find their direction. And I, a huge, huge kudos for what you're doing and, and the amount of different tributaries that you've got going to this incredible ocean of helping people. Uh, I, I really think I really think it's just amazing what you've done. And the fact that you're doing it in New Mexico and you've got 
such I, I I am fortunate right now because I have a great face for radio, but you have a great face for motion picture or beauty <laughs> pictures. I get to look at you right now in our conversation. <laughs> the listening audience doesn't get to see that, but you seem very happy. You have great energy about you. And I think that that's the kind of message that everybody needs to, to really focus on is you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And you seem to have really made a great roadmap for people to follow. And I, I urge the, the visual art community to um, look Hope up. She's um, not just a play on her name. Uh, she's, she's got a lot of wisdom here. And, and I think not just for the women in the audience, but I think all of us can learn a lot from her. Her PR playbook is super, super cool. Um, I, I, many of my people in my in the event industry, we are very used to doing what we call promotional events. You know, you you do something because someone doesn't have a budget, and you do it for them because somebody else will see you do it. They like what you do; they're going to hire you for something else. And and I give a lot of uh, people wonder how I came from being an independent photographer and how I joined the company that uh, the Washington Talent Agency, where where my wife and I own the photography business. And it's because my partner Robert and I. One day we had a conversation out of nowhere. He's like, which is more important to you, a free job or a paid job? And I said, a free job. And he said, how did that roll off your mouth so quickly? And I said, because if you're doing something for free, it's because your heart's involved. You're either doing it because you think you're going to get business or you're trying to help somebody. And if you show up late or don't do as good a job, well, you might as well have like paid them not to do the job because you've just shot yourself in the foot twice uh, or shot yourself once in each foot. And, and so I think the whole message of PR and, and, and how you have clearly shown people the definitive differences between PR, the things that keep us relevant, and marketing, the things that get us responses, they do go hand in hand, but it's very hard to do marketing if people don't know who you are and they don't know that you're still relevant in what you do. And so to, like I said, to our, to our female-owned businesses in the visual community as well as the male, hey, guys, we need to buckle down on getting our names back out there again as we turn on our businesses, as we start revving up, revving up the caterers and, and the florists have to start going out and buying product again. And we photographers have to start actually dusting off our cameras and making sure that our batteries still work. We have to do all of that. And I think you can learn a lot from what Hope has to say from her PR playbook. I, I really, I implore you to look her up on all of her different channels uh, or send her a quick email again, hopecatsgives at gmail.com. Um, hope you have been an absolute delight to have on the program today. I, uh, I really hope we can do this um, more, more than just today. I would love to check back with you in a few months and, and see how things are progressing for you. And, and maybe we can share some clients and, and I'd love to see how your podcast is, continues to grow. And God, it's just, it's, I love people with big, strong energy and good messages for our community as well. Well, thank you, Jack. This has been so much fun. Um, I would love to come back on when my Why Divorce book comes out. That's whydivorce.us. I'm still collecting case studies about the five reasons to leave. And just yesterday, I went with my architects. I partnered with architects, um, Weijia Song and Alex Yun in San Francisco to create the first incandescent health and wellness center here in New Mexico. And we have our eye on a 70 acre property with a house and utilities that we uh, may jump on. And it's going to be amazing. We're going to bring people to this land of enchantment and these magnificent views. And it's so healing here. I can't tell you how for the first time in my 56 years, I actually feel 
grounded in a way that I couldn't only have dreamt of. So I look forward to sharing that majesty with anyone that wants to play with us. I'm happy to talk to anyone that wants to talk about their PR marketing campaigns. I love this work because it really, it's really just shining that incandescent light on people and bringing out the magic in them. So Thank you for this opportunity and sharing your morning with me. I really appreciate it. It is absolutely my pleasure. To everybody listening, incandescentradio.com, hopecatsgibbs at gmail.com. Thanks so much for checking in. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host, and that's it for us today. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.